This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it <clears throat> a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com slash system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com slash system. We now have the final numbers for how many people were killed by police last year. And ultimately, it ended up being the largest number ever recorded. Painful, painful truth. And I need us to confront it. I need to explain and unpack what I think we can conclude from the fact that after all of the work we've done, the problem that we aim to confront has effectively got worse. And if we don't really examine this, we'll continue to make the same mistakes we've always been making. I have at least three conclusions I want to share with you. I'm glad you're here. This is Sean King, and you're listening to The, the, the Breakdown. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it <clears throat> a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com slash system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com slash system. We now know that nearly 1,176 people were killed by American police last year. And that, that means it was at least that number, 1,176, but police departments do not all report their numbers. So that's the minimum number. It's at least 1,176 people, nearly 100 people per month that are killed by police in this country. And on one hand, the, the number doesn't surprise me. It's literally the worst number ever recorded. It doesn't surprise me because I see the police brutality continuing to happen. I continue to be contacted by families day after day after day that need some help, that need advice, that need insight because their loved one, their mother, their father, their son, their daughter, their brother was just killed by police. And I'm going to speak for myself, but I can speak for a lot of people that I've walked and worked alongside. My aim over the past 10 years was twofold. One, I wanted to make sure people, police officers that killed somebody were held responsible, held accountable, and that there would be some measure of justice there. And thankfully, after years and years of doing this work, we've started to see in, in my universe some more accountability. So the officer who killed Tatiana Jefferson is going to prison. The officer who killed Botham John, she's in prison. And so we can go down the list 
still a microscopic number of police that do kill someone are held accountable. It's still a tiny fraction of the number, but it is part of what our goal has been is to say, no, you won't kill people at will and not be held responsible. And so for the first time in my life, Right now, we have a number of open cases of police officers that have been charged, uh, but not yet convicted, police officers who are about to plead guilty and will go to prison. And so it's happening, and that's good, and that's an accomplishment, and that's part of what I've been fighting for and millions of us have been fighting for, and it's part of what a lot of leaders that I work alongside, it's part of what we've been fighting for. But I can say this, most of us were fighting to get police officers held accountable, one, because it needed to be done, but two, with the hope that if police began to be held accountable, it would actually reduce the number of cases of police brutality. A huge goal of mine has been to reduce the number of people to be killed by police. It's part of why I poured my heart and soul into trying to elect new district attorneys who would promise and pledge to hold police accountable. And many of the district attorneys that we've helped to elect have done that very thing, not just for killing someone, but for corruption, for theft, for assault, for lying under oath. Like there are lots of ways to hold police accountable. And The DAs that we've elected all over the country have done that. But a major part of my drive for getting these police held accountable was so that families could have some measure of closure, yes. It was so that we could do something that would reduce the number of people killed by police. And what I see is that in spite of our best efforts to not just hold police accountable, but to fight for new policies new people, you know, real systemic change, in spite of all of that, the problem has gotten worse. Right after the break, I want to tell you what I can conclude from this. That in spite of our best efforts, the number of people killed by police is increasing. I'll be right back. I find this new reality that nearly 1,200 people were killed by police this past year. I find it deeply disappointing. And again, it's not that it's shocking to me or even surprising, not in the least, because what we found is that the deep, deep, almost 180-degree policy shifts that have to happen are nowhere near happening. As we saw on the federal level, Democrats, in spite of controlling the House, the Senate, and the presidency for the past two years, were just not able or willing to get a comprehensive bill passed for police reform. The George Floyd Justice and Police Act never passed. And... They wouldn't bend the rule changes to just allow a majority of voters. And now Democrats no longer have control of Congress. 
Now, had they wanted to, they would have passed it. Had they truly wanted to get it done, they would have. So there's no comprehensive police reform on the federal level. And the Justice Department is not particularly aggressive prosecuting police brutality. I literally could name at least 500 cases that should be reopened or opened for the first time on the federal level where officers have a really high chance of being found guilty. Cases that were just terrible, but local prosecutors never did anything with them, and federal prosecutors should step in in those cases. But they don't. They don't under Biden, and they don't under Trump. And so here we are. There's a Democrat as president. Democrats for the past two years control Congress. And in the cities all over the country with horrible cases of police brutality, they're often controlled by Democrats as well. And so and they may be in states controlled by Republicans, but it, what it shows me is that this is not a problem for Democrats or a problem for Republicans. It's a problem for America. And the hard things that needed to be done to significantly reduce the cases of police brutality just never got done. And prosecuting a, a few cases, we have learned. If it's the officer who killed a Tatiana Jefferson, if whoever it may be, in those cases, that doesn't, prosecuting, if 100 people are killed per month, and in America, one of those 100 are prosecuted every month, so 12 people are prosecuted, people are willing to take their odds. There's basically a 99% chance you won't be prosecuted. That's where we are. And so what we've learned is that in lieu of a microscopic number of police actually being held accountable, that that alone is not a sufficient strategy. And it, it was never our you know, total strategy, but that alone clearly doesn't work. I mean, I, I understood all the way back when I was the senior justice writer at the New York Daily News, I understood that it was going to take at least, tw- I wrote a, a series on 25 things that needed to happen to reduce police brutality. And, I, and my estimate was that it could reduce police brutality from anywhere from 20 to 40%. But all of those things would have to be done. And that's just not where we are. We got a few of those things done, and it didn't really do anything. And so it's just a deep disappointment. And if we don't confront that the strategy we're using does not work, I, I don't know what we're doing. Nobody likes to examine their failures, but you have to. You have to say, why is it that one of our primary strategies is not working, and what can we do to change that? That's, that's where I am. Because I refuse to continue to do something for the rest of my life, knowing that it's not working. And that it won't work. We're going to have to change our strategies. I hope to talk about what those might be in the days and weeks ahead. I just wanted to unpack and say, like, listen, if you have a Democrat in office or Republican in office, these numbers don't matter. Because police brutality clearly goes beyond Democrat and Republican. Because neither party is willing to do the deep, 
systemic change work that actually has to be done to address it. Listen, I've got to run. I'm I'm glad you're here. I'm glad you're listening. If you're not yet subscribed to the podcast, please subscribe. Listen every day on Apple Podcasts, on Spotify, or wherever you love to listen to podcasts. And if you're not yet a member of the North Star, go now to thenorthstar.com. Join. You can become a member for as little as eight bucks. We need all of your support. Love, 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 and appreciate all of you. Take care, everybody. Break it down. I'm Tiffany Hawkins. I'm Alan Boomer. And we are the Momentum Advisors. Every single week, we talk about wealth management, personal finance, and entrepreneurship. We are financial advisors by day. We're entrepreneurs by night. We're building wealth for ourselves, and we want to make sure that you understand how to build wealth in your own family. Tune in for shows like Is Your Money Racist, Retirement Savings, Investment 101. We literally run the gamut on all the things that you need to know about financial wealth, creating a legacy for your family, and really just wealth creation as a whole. What we find is that these conversations are happening, but they're not happening as much as they need to in diverse communities. And so we're bringing a new voice, a new amount of energy, and we want you to tune in. So we bring the tips, we bring the strategy, and we always bring the good news. So make sure you tune in every week to the Momentum Advisors. There's something for everyone. Mom.